<laughs> yeah. How do you um? How do you get those jobs where you can like, you know, sit in someone's seat at like the Oscars? Oh, that's a really good question. Do you just have to know someone? You probably just have to know someone, but like, um, there's a. I think it might be Ed Helms. Um, there's a movie called The Clapper, and that's just what he gets paid to do is go to like like cooking shows and like talk shows and stuff like that and just clap. That's uh, awesome. Which I'm like, that's delightful. I would love to do that. Oh, do you want to tell everybody what the what they're listening to? Absolutely. Well, welcome to Disastrous. This is the podcast where we talk about historical current equivalents of um it's 3 a.m. You are seconds away from sleep and suddenly you remember <laughs> a thing that you didn't do and then you have to get up and you lose all your sleep juice and all the sleep juice is gone. So when you go back to bed, you can't go back to sleep. <laughs> And we think that if you listen to this podcast, you will get all of that out Mm. and uh, you will be able to retain some of that sleep juice because Mm -hmm. it is very, very precious. And I'm Amanda. (laughs) I'm Hannah. Uh, Hannah's going to tell me a story today that probably won't ruin my psyche. Yeah. And I'm super jazzed to hear it. Yeah. This one is fun. It's old. Um. We love an old one. There's a little bit of distance. And um, it's truly devastating. But it's also like, it's like one of those ones that I'm like, I bet some history buffs fucking love this story. I bet Mm, there are some like history buffs out there who are like, oh, this is my favorite thing. You know? Yeah. Okay. I love that. I love how we're talking about history buffs like we're not total history nerds. We're like, yeah, there's some nerds out there that love this one. But like... (laughs) We're the nerds. Those geek-ass losers, I say. (laughs) They're obsessed with history. As I roll 20 dice (laughs) playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Um, Oh, man. Okay. Everybody watch Dimension 20. Oh, truly. We need to drop out. We need to plug drop out and everything. So, have you been to Jamaica? I have. Amazing. Yeah. Um, Ochos Rios. Okay. Uh, I think is we went when I was in high school. We went on like a little family trip, and I climbed up a waterfall, and Aww. nothing bad happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Jamaica, you know, is an island. A lot of people know it. Um, and one of the biggest places people know is Kingston. It's kind of a big mm-hmm. hub. Uh, the main mm-hmm. kind of city. And right across from Kingston, if you look on a map, you'll see a little, it's not quite an island because it's connected by a road, but it's this little city town called Port Royal. Okay, great. Yeah. I'm going to tell you kind of what happened to Port Royal. Port Royal uh, is a natural harbor because it kind of is that offset Uh in the 1600s, it had about 6,500 residents. So if you look at a map and see how small it is, you're like, that's a lot of people <laughs> for that yeah. small little area. Um, okay, yeah. You yeah. see this like tiny little speck and then you see the population and you're like, but how? 
So Port Royal was under Spanish colonial rule for about 150 years. And after that, the English took over. The English were kind of like aiming for the Spanish stronghold at Hispaniola, which is modern day Haiti and Dominican Republic. And then the English just like beefed it. They like did such a bad job (laughs) trying to take over. (laughs) So so they were like. Yeah, we were aiming for Jamaica all along. <laughs> so they just kind of like <laughs> beefed it so sure. hard, they swerved to Jamaica instead. Sure, bud. Yeah. Like, we can save face here. Don't worry. Yeah. Um. So, you know, colonial rule always ends great. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so under English rule, Port Royal became a complete sinner's haven. Ooh, mm-hmm. like Vegas? I think even more. Like oh, Vegas maybe. meets Amsterdam meets Berlin meets whatever. Meets yes. the second layer of hell. <laughs> <laughs> it was once called, quote, the most wicked and sinful city in the world. And another kind of portmanteau for it was, quote, Sodom of the Universe. <laughs> Sodom of the the universe, guys. Really, the universe. Hey, I really like, hy- hyperbolic much. All right, just, but like, but that- also sign me up. <laughs> it's like, was this like a slogan for them? Like tourism slogan? They were like, "Welcome to Port Royal, I mean- Sodom of the universe." Um, yeah, it's like if you can stay alive, you can have fun. holy shit but there was also you know a lot of crime um it was uh one of the largest european controlled cities in the world at the time considering how small it is i think they just had like a large population there um it was a center of vice lasciviousness the englishmen living there were making a lot of money off of the slave trade slave labor and looting um Got it. So exploiting the land, exploiting the people. Um. <laughs> Exploitation, baby, is a, you know, old business. You know, it's a <laughs> it's the cornerstone of a lot of the empires. So yeah. what the English are uh, good at. <laughs> I'm like, you know, what's so funny about like us doing this podcast is that like I'm like, Oh my god, I want to say this thing so bad, but it could be misconstrued in so many different ways that I'm just like, and you know, no. don't, no, I'm not. I there, can't. there was actually a moment in our last episode that I edited up where, oh my god, what it, I said something that was like, and we love da da da, and I like didn't sound as sarcastic as I meant to sound. Right. (laughs) And like, luckily you came in after and we're like, oh yeah. And like amped it up more. (laughs) Right. And I was like, like, we love fascism. (laughs) (laughs) It's like too straight. All right. So, um, there were also, you know, it was a total pirate haven. So there were famous pirates like Blackbeard, Calico Jack, and Captain Henry Morgan of, you know, Captain Morgan's Captain rum. Captain Morgan? Yeah. <laughs> of the spiced rum? Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay, daddy. So they would, they would attack these Spanish ships and return with the treasure and kind of just like, 
like Captain Morgan especially like set up camp in Port Royal. He was like, this is my place. In 1666, he was made the colonel of the Port Royal militia. Um, and then, Oh my God. This is, sorry, can you tell me what century this was? 1600, sorry. 1690. Yeah. Okay, or 16. Cool. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I definitely could have missed it. So okay. 1666, he's made colonel of the Port Royal militia. Um, he ended up being actually lieutenant governor of Jamaica. Um, <laughs> I don't think it, I don't know if Listen. it counts as a disaster, but I just want to do a whole like biography on Captain Morgan now. Yes, absolutely. And I'm like, I'm going to need to hear everything about this dude. Because listen, we understand as a country putting a pirate in charge of government. <laughs> Actually, yeah. We get it. We've seen it. Um, we don't like it. We didn't personally do it. But, you know, <laughs> we've been through it. Okay. So, yeah, there's a ton of wealth in this tiny little colonial you know, tiny area-wise, colonial town. It has a really naturally deep uh, harbor and a port. There are records that indicate that in 1688, 213 ships entered Port Royal's harbor. In comparison, 102 ships landed in Barbados that same year. And oh wow, a little bit over 200 ships landed in all the ports of New England. Okay, so they're just crushing it business-wise. Exactly. It's like a it's they're a peninsula. They're like we do more yeah. business than the freaking East Coast. Yeah, literally. All right. So, um Let's see what you got. <laughs> the other fun thing is when Henry Morgan became lieutenant governor, he like cracked down on piracy. So like that's a lot of piracy if the pirate cracks down on the piracy. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, he's like, when I did it, it was just like, <laughs> it, was it was cute. cute. It was cute, okay? When you guys are doing it like this, it's a problem. <laughs> like, when I drink three mimosas, you know? <laughs> I'm fun and cute and quirky, and when you do it, it's alcoholism. Um, it's a problem. It's a problem that you really need to look into. <laughs> So, um, that's a little bit of the flavor of the the city. Um, Lasciviousness, looting, vandalism, uh, just a playground of, you know, Very Pirates of the Caribbean. Exactly. You know, let's drink and go to a brothel and play some... Lots of brothels, you know, lots of gambling houses. Whatever gambling game is from the mm-hmm. 1600s. It's probably got like an old timey, you know, called like oyster shooter game. <laughs> oyster shooters. <laughs> Clam bake shoot 'em ups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I won like a hundred bucks off clam bake shoot 'em ups. <laughs> Next round's on me. Look, the thing with clam bake shoot 'em ups is people think it's all luck, but there's actually a lot of skill involved. You gotta read the person you're playing. Yeah. In clam bake shoot 'em ups. You can't read the cards, okay? You can't read the clams. It's not you about the clams the you're baked, it's about the person you're going against. All right. So, clam bake shoot 'em ups uh, is going on. So, uh, June 7th, 
1692. Late morning. I'm going to read you a little passage from Dr. Reverend Heath's letters uh, that he had sent to someone. Quote, I had been at prayers, which I did every day since I was rector of Port Royal, to keep up some show of religion amongst a most ungodly and debauched people. Sorry, I was just about to say, I was like, there was a priest there? Dude, that guy must have had such a hard job. Was he the only one? He's like, it's up to me to save all these souls. I know. Oh my God. What? He was like, the Lord, the Lord has tested me. (laughs) Um, Okay, sorry, go on. So then he goes on to explain that he goes to a place near the church. He's, you know, eating with the president of the council and... Uh, He says, we had scarce dined before I felt the earth began to heave and roll under me. Said I, Lord, sir, what's this? He replied very composedly, it's an earthquake. Be not afraid. It'll soon be over. But it increased and we heard the church and tower fall upon which (gasps) we ran to save ourselves. Oh, my God. Like he's like, it's just a tremor. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. And then, like, it starts to crumble. Oh, my God. I also, um, I don't know if this is true, but I like to imagine that the church is the first thing that falls in this city. <laughs> it's got to be. So in this fun. city? That's, I mean, if it isn't historically accurate, that's got to be the lore. Yeah, that's right? the best story. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, indeed, it was an earthquake. Uh, it was an earthquake of an estimated 7.5 magnitude, which hit Jamaica in general. Oh, my God. That's a big one. Exa- yeah, definitely. So uh, just for people, you know, um, I think most people understand earthquake measurements, but they're on the Richter scale. Uh, and it doesn't technically have a lower upper limit, but, you know, kind of media culturally we think of it as a zero to ten. One mm-hmm. to one point nine is recorded by instruments. We're not feeling anything though. And then like two point five to five point four, that's when you start to feel stuff. That's when maybe like small mm-hmm. things start to fall. Um, you know, yeah. maybe that's some a Taylor days. Swift concert. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. everyone jumping during the Bridge of Cruel Summer. Um <laughs> He looks up grand like the devil. Um, <laughs> I would have jumped as high as I could and it landed. Oh. Like, you know when you jump, but then you, like, force the landing? And you, like, feel the shock in your ankle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I'm going to jump so hard, I'm going to shatter my bones. Yeah. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. So, um, the earthquake in Japan in 2011, which for me feels kind of like a, a plot point in history to kind of ground myself in, that was mm-hmm. a 9.1. So, yeah, that thing yeah. is a beast. Um, That's a big one. So the earthquake in Port Royal isn't like the biggest, but it was big enough. <laughs> it's not the smallest. No, yeah. 7.5 is like, this is major destruction, major mm-hmm. chaos um going on so there were three shocks total um and then within moments of the first shock two-thirds of the city was underwater <gasps> what 
That is not at all uh-huh. what I was expecting you to say. Uh-huh. So I think when I post this, I might also post, like, there are maps showing, like, what the the coastline of the city used to be and what it is now. It used to be 51 acres, 33 yeah. anchors sunk at least 10 feet below sea level within that first shock. In a m- matter of moments. Yeah. Oh, my God. So it literally just, like, dropped into the sea. Absolutely. So it's, like, that some of it. Is, and it's so populated, too. Like, how? Yeah. Oh, God. So okay. a lot of the buildings in the city were built over the water. Like, you know when you look at pictures of, like, resorts and they're, like, on mm-hmm. the sticks? The fucking yeah. little shacks on, yeah. you know, whatever. So a mm-hmm. lot of those houses were built over the water. They're, you know, donezo. Go on. Um, and then the other big thing was that because of the influence of the English, there were more brick style homes being built. So because the English had colonized it, they were kind of following that fashion. And instead of using like wood and, you know, more traditional, like what the Spanish had been using and even what indigenous people had been using before that, they're now using bricks, which are a lot heavier. And they're like pushing down on the earth. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Cause for a moment I was like, yeah, I mean, we've all heard the three little pigs. (laughs) It's like the brick house. (laughs) Brick house stands. Um, Brick house secure. Obviously. Well, the brick house, the brick house stands when it's on bedrock. Right. And one of the big problems was that Port Royal wasn't built on bedrock. No, it was built <laughs> as like a little like floating piece of moss. The city was built the- on like loosely packed soil. And <gasps> even when the English had settled and developed the area, they quote knew they knew that it was just quote hot loose sand. Oh god. <laughs> so you're putting <laughs> brick on hot loose sand how what how do you not like and in my mind i'm like what do you just keep a boat like tied to your ankle like a surfboard i know or like because you know this is coming well (laughs) well actually it's funny that you (laughs) mentioned that because like one of the safest places to be, according to one source, was the HMS Swan, which was a ship that was, like, carried from harbor and deposited on top of a building. So- oh, God. <laughs> th- a tsunami came shortly after the shockwaves. Of course, because it does. That's yeah. just... Oh, God. The These poor people. I know. So the tsunami just turned the loosely packed soil to liquid. Um, There was like a process, I believe it's called liquidation, in which the sand basically turns into quicksand. And everybody's greatest fear. Buildings, roads, people are slurped into the ground. And, And therefore into the water. Into right, the water as well. Yeah. It's like the sand only has so far to go yeah. until. I mean, well, you drown in quicksand as quickly as you drown in water. So. Yeah. 
So Dr. Reverend Heath, again, who um, is like the survivor that we have the most, you know, accounts from, he noted that, quote, the earth opened and swallowed many people before my face and the sea I saw came mountain in over the wall upon which I concluded it impossible to escape. And then later he quoted, quote, the houses and walls fell on each side of me because there are these narrow little streets and the buildings are just collapsing in. And it feels like a scene from a goddamn action movie where you're just like Absolutely. running. Absolutely. I just like I just got like full one side of my body goosebumps <laughs> because like I can't imagine like having an account like this. You're like yeah. nobody survives this. How do you yeah. even How did anyone survive to recount this nightmare well in the initial earthquake and then tsunami in the initial disaster about two thousand people died yeah which is yeah a a third of the population exactly i was like two-thirds right did you say Mm -hmm. two-thirds of the land just dropped into the ocean like i'm guessing the people are in their houses, in their businesses that are along yeah. the shoreline, whatever. Oh, God. Um, so, and then as kind of time went on, these kind of disasters will bring diseases with them. And also, you know, people are now homeless without their homes. And people are looting a lot. There's kind of no law. It's chaotic. And so yeah. a couple thousand more died in the time after even oh my god it, it just it decimated the, yeah the like aftershocks of like societal yeah ruin yeah wow so there were geezers that erupted sorry did you say geezers is it geysers <laughs> i was like geezers that erupted <laughs> these old like- people got so mad <laughs> That they erupted. <laughs> I was like, what they what? God damn it! Um, <laughs> like it was the disease that got him right, and they. Just... I like. I knew I had a fifty-fifty shot of getting it right. <laughs> so geysers erupted. <laughs> All these buildings were uninhabitable, and to kind of add to the horror scene that you are painting in your mind. One of the th- the parts of the city that went underwater was the graveyard, and corpses started to rise. Oh my god! Floating around and intermingled with the freshly dead as well. Oh god! Yeah. What a nightmare! This is literally a horror movie. Yeah, it's insane. What the- so, at the time, people saw this disaster happen, and you know the. The earthquake impacted Jamaica as well, but really, Port Royal was royally screwed. Um, (laughs) Nice. (laughs) We're Port Royally fucked. Um, And people at the time saw the disaster as divine retribution. And they were like, God, God is smiting down a city that is filled with sex and lewdness and sin. Oh my god, can I guess who told them that? That's a good point that I didn't actually think <laughs> of. Like he was like he's like, "Listen, 
I saw everything firsthand, mm-hmm. and I knew, I knew that God had his fingers just smooshing around. Mm-hmm. You know how, like, you make bread, <laughs> and you, like, dip your hands in, like, the oil, and then you smoosh, smoosh, smoosh? Mm-hmm. That's focaccia. Yeah. But You but dimple yes. it. God, yeah. God dimpled the city like a fine focaccia, says yeah. Dr. Reverend. So... A lot of the world was like, I think, or yeah, a lot of people thought the world is just better off without it. Oh, come on. Would you feel that way about New Orleans? That's a good comparison. Come on. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's like a little. It's a little dirty. Grubby. (laughs) But hey, you might get peed on, but. (laughs) Yeah, but beignets. All right? Yeah. Cool. Stop being so judgmental. (laughs) So the reason I kind of mentioned up top that I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of history buffs really love this kind of story is because the city kind of, the city that was submerged kind of lived on. So in 1969, uh, Edwin Link found a pocket watch and the time on the pocket watch was stopped at 11.43. So people saw this and were like, oh, we know when it happened. We found a pocket oh. watch and it belonged to, you know, one of the one of the people who fell during the, the earthquake. Yeah. Which is really cool. Um, which I always find it so cool when, like, someone's watch stops as, at a certain time. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we know exactly when it happened then because i'm like can watches do that <laughs> can watches watches tell stories <laughs> can talk about i mean like are we gonna look back at this watch and be like at exactly 11 o'clock whatever it stopped yeah and so that's how we know because he could have broken it a day before <laughs> that's, that's true um I'm just saying just saying <laughs> It was also kind of confirmed with like other accounts of the earthquake mm-hmm. happening. Yeah, of and they were like, oh my God, this watch stopped at like the exact time. And then the other mm-hmm. thing is the city has remained underneath the water. And up until about like sometime in the 1900s, visitors were reporting that the city was still visible below without diving too deep. And they said it gave the sensation. You're kidding me. Mm hmm. They said it gave the sensation of floating over rooftops. Wow. I mean, this is obviously like a horrible disaster tragedy, but like how cool is an underwater city? Like Atlantis. (laughs) Yeah, Atlantis. Maybe that's what they were talking about. Yeah. Um, So a lot of the buildings are still intact. They're just underwater so historians are like it's kind of like pompeii in that sense of like we have this really you know clear view of like what the homes looked like and like some of the professions people have yeah yeah and like it's and and i'm just speculating here but like when you go down into those kind of like ruins that are especially like under salt water they're pretty well preserved so you can probably find stuff like silverware oh yeah and 
and there, there are furniture. Tons of, yeah, there's like pottery. Like, there are bowls that have been kind of pulled up, um, you know, kind of different items. and yeah. uh, Alien technology, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you go to um, the UNESCO Heritage website, actually has a list of like all the buildings they've explored and like what they've discovered in each of the buildings. Um, and How the, cool. yeah, it's like this really soggy picture of like colonial life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> some reason it's still wet. <laughs> the website splashes out. you. It's like a 4D movie. <laughs> You're like, I've never been to a wet website before, but it really. You never been to a wet something. website? Amanda? <laughs> yeah, I have. You never been to a wet website? <laughs> I've been to wetwork.com. That's different. Um, But yes, that is kind of the little baby story of. Uh, Port Royal and the kind of way it, it has lived on. Oh, it's like an I survived plus like Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. plus like, like God is making <laughs> focaccia. Like, oh, <laughs> it's that yeah. had everything. It's a very cinematic story for sure. Yes. Honestly, do you? ever think about this like when we're like researching our stories or telling our stories we're like there should be all the time a movie about this there should be this is absolutely freaking wild yeah if the rock can star in what was it moana (laughs) if the rock can star in moana oh (laughs) san andreas Are you thinking of San Andreas? I was like, Los Andes? No, that's not right. I am thinking San Andreas. If The Rock and Star and Moana, we need to be making more movies. All right? Pay your writers. Hannah and Amanda, out. Well, that was, I was going to say delightful. I always struggle. With the ending verb or adjective. With, yeah, the ending adjective, yes. Um... Because I'm so entertained by your story, and I'm so happy that I've gotten to hear it. And I'm like, well, that was just a good old-fashioned good time. (laughs) Not for anybody involved, but for me specifically. It's, like, delightful (laughs) to be here (laughs) with you. Not delightful to be talking about what we're talking about. It really is. I'm like, I'm having a great time. I know the the topic is not as savory for some people, but I enjoyed it. Um, okay. Don't don't use that as a sound clip, uh, anybody. <laughs> okay. Well, do you want to tell everybody where to uh, find us and follow us? Absolutely. You can find us on Instagram at DisastrousPod, on TikTok at DisastrousLyPod with an L-Y, and on Google, no, not Google, and you can email us <laughs> at DisastrousPod at gmail.com. Um, email us your uh, favorite part of Jamaica. Uh, <laughs> yeah! Email us when you think uh, Manhattan will also be a city under the water. Um, (laughs) And make sure to rate, review, and subscribe this one. Give us a little bit of love. Uh, Yeah, send it to a pal. 
Absolutely. And if there's anything that you want us to cover, if you are a history nerd, if you want to us to cover anything, uh, let us know and we yeah. will do our best because we're always looking for ideas. Um, even though the world is full of disasters and we're not running out anytime soon, but we want to cover this stuff that you like. So, um, yeah, well, this has been disastrous. I'm Amanda. I'm Hannah. And we love you and respect you. And we will catch you on the flippy floppy. Bye. Bye.